Hi, this is Carl. Welcome to another SMB Community Podcast. Our guest today is my friend James Kernan from Kernan Consulting. And James and I have worked together on, I don't know, so many projects I can't even think about it anymore. <laughs> and uh, so I was talking to somebody the other day and I thought, oh man, James needs to, to give some advice about this. So uh, James is a coach who helps people primarily with their sales. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So tell us more about you and your, uh, your coaching business. Yeah, well, thanks, Carl. Great to, great to be with you and, um, uh, you know, I admire you and respect you and, and um, you can pay me $50 later. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so um, I've been in the business for over 25 years. I uh, was a, uh, either an executive or an owner of MSPs and uh, technology companies for about the first 15 years of my career. Um, very successful track record, but uh, the first company I was with, uh, we grew from about $8 million to $32 million as their VP of sales. And uh, then went to another company and we grew from $30 million to over $315 million. Then I broke off on my own for the first time and uh, that was in 2001. So that was not, uh, that was not a very good year to, to break off on your own. But uh, <laughs> actually made it through 2001 and won a couple real big projects. But uh, I basically bought a small uh, VAR down in San Diego and grew that from about 300000 in sales the prior year before I bought it to over 12 million. So um, uh, I sold that uh, business back in 2006. And for the past 11 years plus, I've been a business coach uh, working with people all around the world. All right. Now, sales is one of the hardest things for people in this industry. I mean, universally, if I were to ask people, what's your biggest challenge? A right. huge chunk of them would say, Sales, getting new clients, trying to figure out how to get this thing moving because we, you know, some people are very proud. Oh, well, we only do word of mouth and we've grown to blah, blah, blah through word of mouth and so forth and so on. But there's just a point at which you've done what you can do. Mm -hmm. And people in this industry, in, in every industry, it's not, it's not unique to IT, but small businesses, they want to do what they want to do. They want to fix stuff. They want to make things. They want to, they want to solve people's problems. And the, the idea of getting your arms around the ever-changing sales frontier is just nearly impossible. So, so how do you help people? I mean, you don't do their sales for them. Yeah, it's, um, I think there was a handful of things that I do right in the very beginning to help them. And, and yeah, the, the, I guess the end user customer that, that works with current consulting are typically people that are, are really struggling and failing with their sales and marketing um, or just struggling in general and, and uh, trying to get by and want to get their business up to the next level. So um, I typically would start and I do an assessment, take a look at their goals and their uh, business plan and help them create that. So I typically would do an assessment and really what I'm trying to do is understand their strengths and their weaknesses and help them create their USP or what a, you know, the unique selling proposition. This is such a competitive business. You've got to have some kind of secret sauce to differentiate yourself from everybody else. And you've got to believe in it, Carl. That's, that's what's the hardest thing um, 
to get through to people. But, you know, I help them set up goals. I'll get a plan of action in place. Then we will uh, create that unique selling proposition. And, and it might be, it might not be very sexy. It might not be fantastic, but at least it's something that they can hook their wagon to, hook their heart to, and get out uh, eyeball to eyeball and, and sell that business. And then you've got to get the team on board with that as well. So it, it sounds like a lot, but it's really not. There's a couple simple exercises that I take people through once I do an assessment. Um, we'll go through these exercises, uh, the one-page business plan, and then creating that unique selling proposition. And then from there, it's, uh, we create a, a marketing plan, a business development plan, and start implementing things. And that's when it becomes really fun for me. So realistically, you know, uh, I don't know how many – MSPs or IT companies there are in the United States, uh, half a million, a quarter of a million. Yeah. Uh, how many unique selling propositions can there be? <laughs> right? yeah. I mean, so to talk a little bit about what that means, because, you know, I mean, I look at my IT user group. Uh, I don't know that I can say I'm significantly different from anybody else. Mm-hmm. Well, um, that's a great question. And the, the problem is, most people have a horrible unique selling proposition and they're all out there saying the same thing. Uh, Oh, I'm the best. I'm the most knowledgeable. We have the most experience. We work with the best partners, blah, 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 blah. And that's what the end user customers hear. Right. And, and basically they see that company, they didn't deliver on all their pie in the sky promises. And they feel like there's a lot of lack of trust, I think, overall in in our on our channel from the end users back to the resellers so uh, long story short really just tried to look at it from the customer's perspective how are you different or how are you better than the competition okay so it has to be from the customer perspective because it doesn't really matter what I think or what you think it's what the customer thinks and that's the message we try to work with so in some cases it could be um, you know, I maybe have more, maybe a unique technical talent that nobody else has right in my zip code. Or, uh, you know, we've got a certain vendor certification that nobody else can do. Now, most people don't have something that unique. So we've got to get real creative and clever. You know, maybe they've won some awards in their business. Maybe it's something they've connected to a cause they're super passionate about. Um, and, and we, we really work and refine that. And then uh, I coach and practice the, uh, with, with them and their team uh, so it's believable. So when they're out face-to-face with the, the customers, you know, they're not looking down at the floor going, yeah, we're the best. You know, they really believe in what they do and they can deliver on it. And, right. then, and then lastly, one other important point, that when people are in front of uh, prospects, most people just kind of go through their brochure in their head. We can do this and we can do that. We can do this. Customers or prospects don't want to hear uh, what you can do. They want to hear what you've done successfully. And that's where these power of the testimonials come in. Uh, and that's very powerful as well. So what's the average size of IT companies that you work with? So typically, uh, I would just say the average size is between five and 25 employees. Um, some clients, which normally that ranges between a million and 10 million in sales. Uh, I've worked with clients over a hundred million and I've worked with some one man band startups. So, um, you know, I attract them all and 
I really have a heart. I mean, I, I really love to help people meet, exceed their goals. And, you know, because it's not just about making money. It's about leaving your legacy to your children and your family um, and connecting to people's personal lives. And, and that's, that's important to me. So, you know, some of the clients, it's, you know, some projects I've worked on, it might be three months. Um, and several clients I've worked with for years and years, and we've become great friends, and, and I can see them, their lives transformed. It's awesome. And do you, you work all over the United States? Yeah, I'm all over the States. Uh, I've recently moved my office from California to the good old Midwest um, on a cold, snowy day like today. I don't know why in the heck I did that. Exactly. Uh, seemed like a good idea at the time. But uh, I'm from the Midwest originally, and, and I really love it from a business perspective because it's so much easier now to travel uh, to the East Coast, the West Coast. I'm right in the middle of things. But I primarily work with, uh, historically, I've worked in six different English-speaking countries. I've had over 400 clients over that 11-year time frame uh, that I've, I've helped and worked with. But uh, primarily, it's right here in the United States. And do you do most of it uh, remotely? So you do it by phone, by video call, that sort of thing? Yeah, exactly. It's, um, it's right over, right over uh, video, video conferencing. I normally like to get together with them and their team. Uh, so I like doing on-site assessments, uh, get to know them, get to know uh, everything about them in, in their office. Um, I'd prefer to do my assessments that way. And then it's so much easier to get things rolling. And then I'll go... I'll call them more or less maintenance visits, or maybe they have a big event that I'm coming to help them, or maybe I speak at uh, on their behalf, but uh, I'll go visit them on a regular basis. But most of the work, as you mentioned, is, is right over the, the phone and the internet. Right. And I see you at uh, Channel Pro and TechFest and, you know, other, other events uh, across the United States. What do you... You know, I would say use the word selling, but so what are you trying to do at those events? Are you trying to just educate partners or are you trying to actually sign a deal or, you know, kind of if I see you at one of these events, uh, what what's your goal for being there? Well, uh, normally that's just a way for me to get out and, and market myself and, and my firm's uh, capabilities and, and what we're doing out there. So uh, it's also a way for me to learn and absorb. You know, I'm part of a, a mastermind group with with you and some other very successful coaches and I, I want to learn at these events as well. So uh, I'm there to learn, to network and, you know, to, to get more, more prospects and, and more visibility to customers. Right. So tell me something about when, when you engage with people, are you helping them uh, with uh, developing sales materials or with training their employees or hiring a salesperson? What's the, What's the range of activities? Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's a great question. It's funny you ask that because uh, I was just in a meeting this morning. I was trying to explain uh, the different things I do. And I almost call myself today more of a success coach uh, at, rather than a business coach because there's a lot of different things that I do. And what many of you may not know yet, but you will, um, when you become successful, your business challenges change dramatically. So how I market myself and what people are attracted to me with is, you know, I'm more of a, a growth coach in IT. They, you know, how do I uh, solve the business problems that I have and really get more leads, get more sales? I want to sell more, James. How can you teach me to do that? Like, okay, well, let's do an assessment. We'll put a plan together and we'll execute and do that. 
But Carl, as you know, when you do that, your challenges change. You might have personnel issues, you might have commission issues, uh, scalability issues, might maybe don't have the right tools in place, maybe you're not holding the team accountable. Um, so that assessment that I do in the very beginning really is a general business assessment that kind of goes through 10 key core areas of your business. And the 10th one is as you as a professional, as the person, the CEO that I'm working with. Because I want to get to know everything about them because I can predict the challenges and problems that people have um, as you start selling more. And, and that's, again, why a lot of my engagements are ongoing because uh, folks want to stay connected uh, to that knowledge and, and get help through those as well. Right. Well, it's interesting. You know, I've had people that I've coached where they said, okay, so, uh, you know, you have this experience up to this level, but we want to go from say 1 million to 5 million. Mm -hmm. We know that all the challenges are going to be different at five than they are at one, but right. we just need to successfully, you know, get our feet on the ground at one so that we can go to two, three, four, five. And, and, but they, they already know at that point that the ground is shifting underneath them as they grow. Right. Yeah, and, that, and that's what's fun. It's interesting. Um, you know, you, you've had a, a very successful track record too, and I've been fortunate and blessed in that regard. You know, I, I was involved in some startups. You know, the one company I bought, uh, you know, the previous year in sales was about 300,000 in sales, and we grew that to over 12 million. And how long did that take? And, and then I've been with some enterprise uh, clients as well where I had uh, – or, or companies that I was part owner in. I had 140 people reporting underneath me and 18 offices. And, you know, we had over 300 million in sales. So those are very different dynamics. Um, and it's fun for me as a, as a success coach or a growth coach, you know, to work with people through these different levels. Um, you know, and it's fun, one, fun to watch uh, that, that transform. So how long did it take to go from 300,000 to 12 million? Uh, we actually did that in uh, in three years. So that's that's where that uh, slogan or that program came from, the 36-month millionaire uh, that I partnered back with uh, Robin Robbins about a decade ago. I was going to say way back. <laughs> yeah, a long time ago. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was shortly after I, I sold my business in 2006. Uh, Robin and I uh, talked one time and she twisted my arm virtually and, and asked me to come speak at an event in Las Vegas to her Genius League group at the time. It was about 30 successful business owners. And I, I just kind of walked through, hey, here are the 10 things that I did when I started this business uh, and, you know, started with the business plan and created the go-to-market plan. And I walked through all 10 steps to my exit plan and people were really interested in that. And, and then we created that 36 month millionaire uh, telecoaching program and that was widely successful. And uh, I owe a lot of credit to her for that. That was great because she marketed that in her community, but that Obviously, really launched yeah. the coaching for me. Very cool. So how do people engage with you? Um, so you can either see me at, uh, at an event uh, and we can uh, get to know each other there, or you could reach out to me directly on my website, it's uh, kernanconsulting.com, uh, or you could just call a uh, toll-free number. It's 888-VAR-COACH, uh, so 888-VAR-COACH, and I will, and I'm not, the, the unique thing about me is I, I'm going to work with you personally. I'm not going to hand you off to another coach or another person in the team. 
I'll, I'll work with folks. Um, so that I'm going to pick up the phone. It's not going to be someone else. <laughs> right. So, well, I, you know, I always tell people I, I never answer the phone. So when you ask me for my phone number, I'm like, uh, I can give it to you. It won't do you any good, but <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was an, that was an awkward moment there for a minute. Uh, I was like, why doesn't Carl want to give me his number? But uh, I get it now. I get yeah, it. Anybody can have my number, right? That's not a problem. It's uh, it's just, I just don't want you to have the false expectation that I'm actually going to answer the phone. So <laughs> I know better. I'll email you. Exactly. So uh, this all started to be honest, this interview, because I got an email from somebody who was literally starting out. They said, you know, I've been, I've been trying to do this IT consulting thing for about six months and I'm trying to hire a salesperson and I gave them some advice and I want to sort of spell that out and then have you see what you think about that because uh, I, I thought of you immediately, right? Um, the advice I gave them is don't hire a salesperson. You, you don't have any money. You don't have any clients. You don't even know who you are. What you need to do is be the technician and the salesperson and you really need to do that for a while. I think your first hire should be an administrative assistant who can take lots of work off of your hands. And then uh, once you get big enough, hire a technician, part-time if you can, but full-time if you need to. And that way you have more time for you to sell more billable labor and to do more sales. And basically I told them, you may not want to hear this, but I think that until you have uh, significant revenue, like close to a million, I think you should just plan on doing all the sales yourself before you even consider hiring a salesperson. And the, and the reason is very simple. To pay a salesperson, say they want to make between 50 and 100,000, they have to sell between 500 and a million. And so until you're ready to take on an extra million dollars in services that you can deliver, you're in no position to have somebody out there selling your stuff. Right. Yeah, I, I think you, you nailed it. That's great advice. Um, it's exactly what I would tell people when they're starting out or even, you know, I did the exact same thing when I bought that company Networks Plus. We actually had three employees at the time. It was the previous uh, CEO who ran the books uh, and was very strong technically. And then there were two engineers. So that was the team that, that I acquired. Uh, the first person I hired was an admin assistant who really be ultimately grew into my marketing manager, but uh, I hired someone, so she replicated me, a very smart gal, worked with me at a prior company and, and knew how I worked. And uh, But yeah, that administrative assistant is really the function that that person did. Uh, and then we added more technical talent before we started adding more sales talent. And uh, for your example as well, you know, I really wanted to learn everything about the business before I brought people underneath me to learn how to sell our goods and services. So um, I, I think that was perfect. And well, thank you. <laughs> so I was completely ready for you to disagree on, you know, some of that. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, so for people who are under a million, who, you know, probably shouldn't be hiring a salesperson, what's the best thing that they can do to try to get those new clients and to, you know, expand their business uh, so that they can get to the, <laughs> the point where it makes sense? Yeah. One of the things I see, a lot of people don't 
consistently market their business. They don't get out there. And most businesses that size that you just said, Carl, um, are this profile where they were a successful technician somewhere else in corporate America or somewhere. And they're like, hey, I can go do this for other customers. I open my own business. I may hire another technician to work alongside me. So they may be great techs or engineers, but they're not very good at, at accounting. They're not very good at marketing. They're not very good at sales. And frankly, they hate those things. Right. So most of those people, most people in general, including me, I like doing things that I'm really good at, that I'm highly successful at, and, and so does everybody else. So they would naturally, that person that I was explaining would naturally migrate to doing more technical duties, right, and, and working with clients, and they would avoid, like the plague, sales and marketing. So it's one of the things that I would work with people on is creating a very simple, you could outsource everything if you wanted to, uh, and there's so many different ways through social media and online uh, you can do very inexpensive or free marketing. So those are things that we typically would start with. So uh, in case in point, when I was at Networks Plus, nobody really knew who we were. We were a little company uh, in San Diego. You know, we were known for Goldmine. Remember the Goldmine oh, yeah. tool? So that was your USP was you were gold, gold mine specialists. Yeah, we were a gold mine specialists. We were the only, you know, gold dealer in San Diego County at that time. So, you know, every customer that I would go visit, oh, you're the gold mine guys, you know. And uh, what I was doing was adding expertise in um, offerings around the sale and support and training of gold mine. We do network support and we had hardware and software sales. Uh, and then things really migrated from there. We did a lot of staffing and security and services. And that's really how we, we grew the business. But I had to get out. I didn't have a choice. If I wanted to grow the business, and, and, and my goal actually was I wanted to grow to $22 million over that five-year time frame. Uh, but we, um, we, we started with that. But in order to grow quickly like this, we really need to get the word out. So I started, I created a plan. We started doing uh, a lot of direct mail campaigning, a lot of telemarketing, a lot of joint venture uh, meetings. I worked very closely with our manufacturer partners. And that's one of the other unique things that, uh, especially the smaller MSP doesn't do a very good job with when, when a manufacturer would call them or reach out to them saying, hey, I'm in your area, I wanna stop by and visit you, how can we grow more business together? Most people blow them off. And that was always one of the golden, the golden goose for me was I would work very closely. They're the ones with the big budgets for marketing. They're the ones who always hear about the big deals going down. So right. I wanted to work very closely with all the major manufacturer partners and uh, you know, I became great friends with as many as I could on purpose because we, we needed to really get out and market the business. So long story short, you need to have a marketing plan and you need to do something consistently. Even if it's just a one or two emails a month to all your customers and prospects, uh, it, it, it can be that simple. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I'll never forget one time, this was literally like, uh, I wanna say 1996, 97. Uh, we were moving from one house to another and I was super, super busy and I would 
spend the evening fixing up the new house so that I could, you know, spend part of the day fixing up the old house so that, you know, turning it into a rental and, you know, so forth and so on. Anyway, uh, I did everything I could to serve my clients, but uh, about a month later, I, you know, raised my head up and looked around and all of my new prospects had disappeared because I didn't do any marketing for the month. And, th and that, that stop and start will kill you every time <laughs> because you literally do start with zero. When, when you let your funnel empty out, then it's, it's just literally starting over every single time. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of trying to figure out some kind of marketing. I also used to always partner with uh, folks like Microsoft and HP. You can get <laughs> unbelievable amounts of uh, uh, material to distribute and things to add to your menus and you know, hot tip sheets and all this kind of stuff. So yeah, um, oh, there's, there's no shortage of marketing material in our industry, you know. Exactly, and, and many of them actually have uh, programs for the reseller that they would help sponsor and fund their marketing events. You just have to have a plan uh, and, and the ability to execute, and then, and then the trickier part is just demonstrate some type of positive ROI. Uh, so that, uh, that, that's important as well, but in many cases, the marketing departments for me actually were profit centered because we would, we would raise lots of money at events. Uh, and on top of that, we would get lots of leads. We close business. And, and that's one of the secrets of how we grew so quickly at, at the companies I was with. Well, and you know, what's interesting today in the IT industry, even if you're not a huge partner, mm -hmm. there's a lot of the people, a lot of the vendors that you see at these events, they will send somebody to your local chamber meeting or whatever and make presentations and make you look like a superstar. I have seen that time and time again with, uh, you know, a lot of these companies and, um, you know, some are better than others. Some have no idea what you're talking about, but some of them would be happy to help you with that marketing. So, you know, part of it is just, you got to ask. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And there's, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of the, the introvert personalities in, in our, industry of the, the CEO, the highly technical CEO, and that don't like public speaking. They don't want to get out there and, and go to the networking events that just, that's upsetting. And like you were hinting at earlier, Carl, that the, the worst thing they could do for someone like that is just to go hire a salesperson and think they're going to be successful. Um, you know, they, to me, those can potentially be the most powerful and the most effective salespeople because if they use their business and their technical talents, uh, that's really, uh, that's a differentiator right there, frankly, right. instead of just a, a fast talking salesperson that's trying to get a big commission check, uh, maybe not working in the best interests of the end user customer. But yeah, uh, yeah. Owners at least are going to know, like, I'm going to know what I sell. I'm going to know what we actually deliver. I'm not going to sell something that I can't deliver because <laughs> it's me. Right. So, uh, yeah, I think that you are your best salesperson for a very long time. The other thing is that salespeople have to be managed. You mm -hmm. know, there, there's just there's absolutely no way around that. And so, again, what I've seen is people keep, you know, I know one guy here locally for, I don't know, six years. Every single time I talked to him, he'd hired a new salesperson and by God, now they were going to take over the world. And uh, but the, at the end of the day, he never managed them. He never set goals for them. He didn't hold them accountable and he didn't fire them when they didn't meet their goals. <laughs> and right. So, 
you know, he, it just, it became a disaster every time. And uh, he didn't, he didn't have enough of a plan to actually execute. Yeah, that's, um, that's actually one of the, the services that, that I offer that I really enjoy doing is once we kind of get the plan going and we have the go to market, the marketing plan happening, and then the, the business owner is, is successful out there selling, they normally want to add one or two salespeople and kind of build out that sales department, like you said. And that's one unique instance where I'd roll up my sleeves and help recruit, onboard, train, and manage. Um, so we have like a virtual sales management service that uh, I do for, you know, the small to mid-size MSP. Uh, and, it's, and it's actually that case in point right there. There was a, a client just on the West Coast, um, you know, that scenario where he didn't have any salespeople. We just went out, hired two great salespeople with industry experience, and uh, we're right in the middle of onboarding and, and managing them right now. And I think that's going to be highly successful for them. We've got some great people. Very cool. All right. Well, we're essentially out of time. So why don't you give us your spiel? Tell me, like, uh, who on this call should contact you and, uh, and you know, who do you, who do you want to engage with? Sure. Well, I, I love doing what I'm doing. I've got a big heart. I've been blessed and living the American dream by uh, all the success that I've had in the industry. And I really enjoy working with small business owners uh, that are struggling. You know, so if you're a struggling business owner, you need help with your sales and marketing or, or personnel challenges, you know, let me work with you. Uh, I'm happy to do a, a free strategy session over the phone uh, to see if I'm a fit and if you're a fit for what we what we have to offer. Uh, so reach out, give me a call, and uh, and then we'll kind of take it from there because I'm, I'm not a fit for everybody. Uh, and again, I work with great coaches around the country that I'm happy to, to refer folks to. Again, if I'm not a fit, but normally the clients that I work with are someone who's stuck and they want to get on the on the growth path and they need help with their sales and marketing. So that's really where we start. Very good. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate your time today. James Kernan from Kernan Consulting. Great. Thanks, Carl. 